Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap. Hi, everyone. How's it going, Dominic? It's going pretty well. Um, I woke up kind of late today, but it's a Saturday. So. Yeah, it's a Saturday, no big deal. How you doing, Dan? Very good. Uh, I think you guys brought your A game this week. I really love both of these albums. Did you? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I actually enjoyed them both, too. Um, so it might be a good week. I don't know how Don, how Don feels about I, them. But... I hated both of them. <laughs> They're the worst albums ever. <laughs> I mean, Including you know. yours? I said both years. of them. Both uh, of them. No, I would never recommend anything bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so what we're going to do this week is start off with the uh, with the special with the special guest uh, Dan album feature. Yeah. And Daniel, uh, at the end of least last week's uh, podcast, recommended Childish Gambino, "Awaken My Love." Yeah. So, so let's start with. Um, you want me to talk about it a little? Yeah, yeah. You could talk about uh, it a little talk bit. about your history with the album and where it lies in Childish Gambino's discography. I guess. Well, um, me and Dominic used to work at like a not work, not work for money, but volunteer at a small local theater, and um, one of their play their plays always had music that played before them, and um, one of the songs they basically one of the. Um, plays they basically just play the entire this entire album mm -hmm. before it um right. and so i dominic actually found it first and he showed it to me and i don't know i've just been really into it ever since um hmm. i think this was his fourth album it's his third i think oh uh, yeah i was i was sort of going back and forth in my mind between his fourth and his third it was released in 2016 and He'd already been about seven years deep into his career at that point. So, mm -hmm. um, is that when his first album came out in 2010? Like, it was 2009, I think, is when mm -hmm. he released his first EP. Yeah, he, he was releasing music before he ever released like a full album mm -hmm. for yeah. like a couple of years, I think. Right. And timeline wise, that's where, that's like what? Was that around when he was on Community or is it after? Or I was around when Community started, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember when Community started. Um, it he, felt like it was on forever. He's always kind of been like a all sort of mediums kind of guy. It mm -hmm. seems. He's yeah, he's talented. Well. He's talented. I yeah. mean, you you don't have you don't necessarily love everything he does, but he definitely puts you know puts art out there all the time yeah. in some form. Uh, yeah. So, what did you guys think? This was my like second time experience with this. Um, years a couple years ago, I remember you guys kind of introduced me to this album because I think you thought. You know, I might like it or I might find it interesting at the very least. And I did then and I still do now. Um, I like the fact that the album from beginning to end kind of takes you on a journey. It, um, yeah. It's got a lot of different styles in it, although it's generally kind of funky R&B yeah, at its core. A little bit of soul. Yeah, soul, funky R&B at its core. Yeah. But he goes in a lot of different directions. He gets a little crazy sometimes. Sometimes it gets a little boring too. I gotta say, yeah. but not not very often. You know, not often enough for me to say it's 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 a boring album. It's definitely not a boring album. Yeah. Um. I mean, my review of it um is you know I give it like a I don't know B to B plus. Um, wow. Yeah. It's it's a really good album. It's wow. it was it seems like it's. It was a big undertaking. You can tell there's a lot of production in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, he kind of takes you on a journey um, throughout the whole album. Uh, yeah. I think this was his first time really working with a big production studio. I think the other times he just sort of worked with like kind of smallish production studios. And this time he worked with a big production and a big budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had, um, he was working with Ludwig Goranson, who's like a big. Um, he he makes a lot of like movie soundtracks and stuff, but he's also just like, you know, yeah, he has like a a lot of experience with like big bands, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of people working on things with him. Um, so yeah, so yeah, this was a much grander, um, musical overtaking. Like the rest of his albums, he released two albums before this, which are very much hip hop albums mm -hmm. and like rap yeah. albums. This isn't really. It's, yeah, it's not much, much of more, that in, involved in this. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's much more funk. Um, but he released 
camp, which wasn't very well received, but then he released um, Because the Internet, which is a very, like, conceptual, yeah. like, abstract hip-hop album. Because mm-hmm. the Internet is also very good. Um, I think Sweatpants is on that album. Yeah, that's, right? like, the big hit from that album. Yeah, Sweatpants is... Yeah, right. Sweatpants is really good. 3005 is really good. Um, what has he released since then? Really has he released another album or two? This is America. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he did. He released an album. He released an album this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he did? He, he, I don't remember what it's called. It's like Numbers, like the album. Oh. His Numbers. I think the name of the album is when the album was released, like the date, like 3-something 2020 or something. Okay. That's... um. That's kind of R&B-ish, too. I didn't like it that yeah. much, but it, it's kind of like R&B-ish and soul-ish, and um, it's very summery, mm-hmm. like um, vacation-ish almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and between... And he released This Is America, too, which was a huge thing. Between, I think between those two albums, the only two songs that got really popular were um, This Is America, obviously, and Feels Like Summer, which is a song he released... Towards the tail end of summer 2018, mm-hmm. feels like summer was on this last album. It was, oh. I think it was called something else because the whole album is just n- like numbers for some reason. Yeah, um, but it, that was the song mm. on there. Um, yeah, feels like summer was definitely an EP before that album came out, but maybe he just released it on the album. And um, this is America was obviously like a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, this I say I this wasn't um like that well received I don't think by fans of his because mm-hmm. they were expecting something very different right um it is kind of a conceptual album because he had a he had a son I think around the time or he was like he he had a son yeah. it was off the books and nobody really knew who he was mm-hmm. but um yeah he had a son. And the whole album is kind of a concept about him sort of coming to terms with that mm. and learning to love his son and stuff and like what it like means to him that he's like a father now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a lot of references to that, like the song baby boy mm-hmm. or like um, the song, like me and your mama or the night me and your mama met where, you know, it's obvious that he's like in those titles are like talking to, a son or some, mm. some child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I mean, from an outside perspective, with someone that doesn't, hasn't heard a ton of his other work, um, listening to this album. Yeah. It's like really, it's pretty good from start to finish and it's well produced and it's interesting. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. Can I ask what your favorite song on the album is? See, I'm bad with titles. I think it's like, it's one of the first two songs. Me and your mama. What's the other one? Um, have, have some, some love, boogeyman. It, it it starts out like a really weird tribal, almost like uh, oh, soft. That's, that sounds well, that's boogeyman. I think that's boogeyman. Like it might be boogeyman. Maybe it's boogeyman. boogeyman. Oh no 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 zombies. You might be thinking of. maybe zombies. Zombies. Oh, that's an interesting pick. Yeah, that's not one I would even think of. Yeah. My favorite song on the album is Redbone. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. That's the biggest hit I think from the album. Mm-hmm. I believe that's that your song. favorite too, right, Helmet? No, um, I like that song a lot. Um, it's either like me and your mama because it's such like a good. It's a, it has such a good performance on it. Yeah, um, me and your mama's good. Yeah, and or, or that That'd be a close or, second for me. I really like terrified too. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of those songs. I don't know. Okay, cool. Might be like Redbone is is a really great song too, and that's probably like at the top three of the album too. So if you, for example, had to give it a grade or whatever, what would you say, Dominic? Like an A minus, maybe. Okay. Like it's, I think it's really good. Um, it has some weaker songs, like right. that are just kind of fillerish, like the song, like the two shorter songs, like Riot and yeah. California, kind of, like they don't really fit that well mm-hmm. into the rest of the album. Right. I don't I, know why you made them. I like California just because I like weird music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, California, a lot of people think he gets, like, kind of annoying on that song, which I can see. Like, he, there are a lot of, like, like goofy sort of vocal inflections over the whole album. Yeah, yeah. And on that song, he's doing, like, a weird sort of tropical thing. Yeah. He's like, 
you want to move to California? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of that on this album. And sometimes it, it, it works, and sometimes it's like, oh, okay, dude. You know, like, but most of the time, I think it's interesting or it's good, you know? Yeah. So, so Daniel, out of, like, I don't know, where, where does this rate on your, like, favorite albums? Like, one through five, or is it top five in your head? or um, It's probably... Uh, it used to be one, but it's two now. Okay, I found that's a pretty good. Different album that I really like. That's pretty we'll darn see good. What that is and yeah, well, maybe next week. one of these next weeks we'll see what that album is. I'm guessing or next. Yeah, next time I have an album, I think that's the album I'm going to recommend. Cool, cool. All right, so "Awaken My Love," Childish Gambino got pretty good reviews from everyone. Good album. Yeah, recommended. Yeah. Definitely recommended. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to my pick, I believe, which was Allison Chain's Jar of Flies. Um, my history with this album was I was definitely into Allison Chain's, obviously, way before that album came out because this Jar of Flies was actually an EP. It wasn't an album, full, full length yeah. album. Yeah. Um, and me and Dominic both went for kind of shorter albums this time. Um, but yeah, so I liked Allison Chain's a lot um, from the very first time I heard them. Um, I think the first song I ever heard from them was Man in a Box because that was like the first out, first song I remember of them, you know, being on MTV back then. They had a video. It was it was played on the radio a lot. Um, that's a good song. Um, they had spotty, like good songs on and some of their albums. Facelift was a really good album, um, start to finish. It had a ton of hits on it. Like I think like five songs on that album like got in the rock top 10 at some point. Um, so that's a really good album. But I think as a band and I think as like a whole unit and as a creative album from start to finish, I think Jar of Lies was their best work. Um, it was their second to last album or EP. It was the second to last thing they ever put out as a band before Lane, before Lane Staley died. Um and yeah, it's just I think the guitar work in it's really good. I think the writing, the the, the songwriting in it's really good. I guess maybe because it's short, it it doesn't ever stop being good to me. Like I like pretty much every song, if not every song, yeah, on that album. So that's kind of my history with it. I mean, I like Alice in Chains a lot. I go through phases of Alice in Chains because what's funny is my wife jokes that they're that they're meth they're meth rock. They're like you know, there's a lot of drug not they don't exactly talk about drugs but there's definitely like a whole life is hard kind of vibe to them in a lot of their music wasn't he like addicted to heroin yeah heroin heroin i said meth and i meant heroin actually yeah she calls it heroin music heroin rock um yeah that was a whole big problem with the whole seattle california grunge scene was, yeah there were a lot of was heroin and um you know, it was ultimately Lane Staley's downfall. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of their music, and that's what I kind of liked about Jar of Flies, because while there was a little bit of that in it, it seemed like there was a lot more positivity in that album. Um, what's the what's the one that, uh, i trying to think of the name of the song, where I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever heard Alice in Chains be, like, uplifting on this album? Yeah. Um, um, what's it called? I need a track list. <laughs> you probably um, have one, don't no you? No Excuses. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, it's kind of like... Yeah, that's what I think I was thinking yeah. of. Like, No Excuses almost has an uplifting message in it, which is was not anything you ever heard from Alice in Chains before that, really, that I could think of anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's still a bit, like, tough love-ish, but yeah. It, yeah. it is, like, love. Like, you know, he's trying to take what's, care of uh, himself. You got the track list there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to see... Because I don't the, know... The it, first two tracks are kind of, like, moody and depressive. Mm -hmm. Like, Rotten Apple and Nutshell. Then I Stay Away, No Excuses, Whale and Wasp, Don't Follow, and um, Swing on This. Right, right. Um, yeah, it must have been No Excuses then that I'm thinking of. Because uh, yeah. I think that does have, like, a semi-positive message in it. So, yeah, I mean, I think the album musically was really good. I think the guitar work, Jerry Cantrell... It's always been known as a really good guitarist, and I think he showed it here. Um, and Lane Staley, I don't know if Lane, I think Jerry Cantrell actually wrote most of the lyrics for Alice in Chains, if I'm not mistaken. Lane Staley might have done some, but I think Jerry Cantrell was very much the creative force of that band. 
Um, so I, I have a feeling he, and I'd have to go back and look, but I have a feeling he wrote most of that lyrically, uh, most of their stuff in total lyrically. So, so yeah, so that's my take on it. Um, Dominic, what you think of it? Um, it definitely took a little while to grow on me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I listened to it, it kind of like all washed over me and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the listening to it again, I kind of got more like thematic elements from it. Mm-hmm. It's very like, um, progresses in mood mm-hmm. a lot. Like the first two tracks I said, um, were, uh, rotten apple and nutshell are very moody, like mm-hmm. somewhat depressive, um, obviously about drug addiction and stuff, um, heroin addiction, right. um, sort of referencing that he never di- directly says anything about it. But right. everybody kind of knows it's what he's talking about. Yeah, they were good at that. They kind of, you know, masked their, you know, they, when they t- would talk about drug abuse and the problems that came along with it, it was kind of always in like a hidden in a different, you know, egg. You know what I mean? Like hidden yeah. in a different um, way, worded differently. I don't know how to put it, but, you know, like that. Yeah. And then the next two tracks. Um, I stay away, uh, no excuses, which I t- t- think are the two like hits from this album. Yeah, they definitely they got radio definitely, play. Yeah, I know the first two those. didn't get much radio play. No excuses was definitely on the radio. I stay away was definitely on the radio. Yeah, I think those two were the biggest. Yeah, got the most radio. I've, play. I've definitely heard I stay away and no excuses on the radio before. Yeah, yeah. in my opinion, Alice in Chains was always the band I heard about but know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alice in Chains, you know, in the really rock, you know, rocking, more he- more tilted towards metal, it was always them and, and Soundgarden were like the more metal-y um, grunge bands. You know, Pearl Jam was just kind of straight up rock. You know, I know some other bands were more just regular rock. More Soundgarden than anyone was definitely tilted towards heavy metal, but Alice in Chains kind of tended to be too. Their earlier stuff was definitely heavier, like Man in a Box and um, what else? What was that other song? Uh, I don't know. They had another song that was really heavy, too. And in the beginning, uh, they definitely were heavier. They got more melodic and more regular rocky as they went along, though. But anyway, so Dominic, do you have any more to say about the album? Um, Yeah, um, I enjoyed a lot of like the like distortion and stuff. I like a lot of just like the sounds on the album and I enjoyed uh, whale and wasp. Yeah. That's something I brought up. That's I think a, I even brought it up last time about how that's one of the best rock instrumentals I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone else feels as strongly about it as I do, but it just, it's like if I could put it on and listen to it and be like taken away almost, you know, and any, yeah. any more, any, music that can do that to you i think is really powerful so i uh and i generally am not thrilled about instrumentals i find them boring i'm a very lyric and singing you know based person because i have done that in my life and you know um i just find a lot of interesting things in lyrics and singing so for me to like an instrumental i think kind of says more about it because you know i think it makes it better because it's if it holds my interest, it's it's done something. Yeah, I mean, I do like a good instrumental track with like a good progression. This was very good, and I just like a lot of like the playing and sort of um, guitar work on the album too. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing is very moody. I would say I I was re- I think I would love it a lot more as an experience. I don't if not for the last two tracks. I think those ones aren't as like. They sort of shift in mood a bit, like um, what's it? Uh, Don't follow, like has some weird like harmonica in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like folksy almost. Yeah. I don't think it really works that well. And then swing on this. I don't uh, like swing on this. Swing on this. Yeah. I I honestly don't remember um, if swing on this was on the original EP. I don't know. I don't remember that song. I listened I to mean, it that again. It, that does put it over thirty minutes. Yeah. Which most EPs aren't. Yeah. So I think that might have been an add-on. A lot of times when you listen to stuff on whatever, Spotify or whatever your platform is, um, they'll take a version of it that came out that was like, you know, just had a couple of thr- uh, tracks thrown on it. 
I'm not yeah. saying I'm right. I don't know. Swing on this might have been on the original, and I'm just wrong. But I don't remember it being on the original EP. Don't I mean, follow every version. I've every version I looked on had like seven tracks, and I think Swing on this was on everyone. Right, and um, that, like like I said, I might be wrong, and I might just I might not remember it because I didn't like it. I don't think I. And when I listened to it this time, that's definitely my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, um, I would say either that or Don't Follow. And yeah, it has like a it's like swing, like it's trying to be like swing music. It has that kind of bass line, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't really work. It doesn't work on the album. I think Don't Follow works on the album. I don't know why yeah. I do and you don't, but um, that's just a personal taste, and that's fine. Yeah, but it, yeah, I, I, and I like the song in general. Like I like that song. It's probably my second favorite song on the album, actually. It left a more sour taste in my mouth the first few times I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of got used to it eventually, but I still think it's kind of awkward. And like the harmonica is just like really like, what? Why is there harmonica on this song? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's awkward, and it's not mixed very well either. I don't think. Mm. Um, like into the like with the vocals, like sometimes the harmonica is kind of louder. Sometimes it's like you can't really hear him. Sometimes he's louder than it. It's kind of I don't know. Maybe it's just me, mm. but um. I didn't really enjoy that. Okay. What about uh, what about you, Daniel? Really you yeah, what do you think? Uh, you haven't said that much about. Um, it. What do you think of it? I mean, I really enjoyed it. If I were to give it a grade, probably be B plus. Okay, maybe. that's not bad. Um, personally, I think the first song I didn't really like, Rotten Apple. Mm-hmm. The last song I didn't really like, Swing on This. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, there were two very good songs, which were I Stay Away and No Excuses. No Excuses would have to be my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Swing on This would have to be my least favorite. Okay. Um, but overall, the album was really good. I liked Don't Follow, mm-hmm. but, like, not a lot. Not, like, soup. Not, like, I really liked it. Like, No Excuses and I Stay Away. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like, a slow song. Like, yeah. Way. Yeah. And I'm not a super... I don't know. I'm... I might... I'm kind of a slow person. So song person. Because... A lot of the songs on the album I picked are slower songs, mm-hmm. but generally I'm not a super slow song person. Like, right. And maybe that just didn't hold my attention as much. You seem to enjoy the hits. Yeah, that might be why. That might be like that. And I, and I mean, on a lot of albums, I wind up liking the hits too. And it's not a yeah. bad thing. Like, I, you know, my favorite song on the album was one of the biggest hits off the album. Yeah. My second favorite might have been, I don't know if my second favorite is Well and the Wasp or, uh, or Don't Follow, but yeah. uh, Well and the Wasp was, I don't think, ever played on the radio because radio just generally doesn't play instrumentals. They're um, boring. Hmm? They're boring. They're boring, yeah. yeah. I literally can't think of, a, of an instrumental that's come out since like the 60s that has been played on the radio in any kind of regular rotation. Yeah. But... Um, Anyway, yeah, I, I would mean, say there's a reason they're hits. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. my favorite song is like Rotten Apple and No Excuses and Whale and uh, the Wasp. You liked um, Rotten Apple, huh? Yeah, I think it's it was like a good mood setter mm-hmm. like, for the whole album, and it's like kind of um, why is that like a controversial song? No, 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 no. I'm just yeah. It's not um, my. It's, it's one of my least favorite, and it was one of his least favorite. So I just yeah. find it interesting yeah. that you liked it, which I, is. Again, I don't know. Place. I mean, like, yeah, like the first time it just kind of washed over me and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But the other times it kind of became like the song I enjoyed the most. Um, and then, yeah, like I, it was just kind of hit after hit until like the last two songs. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. No excuses. I really like, and Wayland Wasp. I really like just the first five songs, honestly, are like really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of the last two. Yeah, um, the second to last one I do like, but the, yeah, the last one, Swing on This, it, not even that it's a bad song necessarily, but it just doesn't fit. It was like it, was like it was thrown together and put on the last, uh, you know, yeah. put the, the last song on the album kind of to me. Um, why do you think it's called Jar of Flies? I don't know. Um, Maybe just to represent, I don't know, the whole album felt Feeling very, trapped? Yeah. Something to that effect? That is, I, I mean, I have heard that. And there are some like metaphors on the album about 
feeling trapped. I think feeling trapped, and I think maybe there's an element to the fact that, like, like on the album cover, it's a, there's a, a, an actual jar of flies with, like, a kid staring at it. And yeah. it's, like, maybe the kid staring at it has something to do with, like, them feeling like, you know, at least Jerry Cantrell and or Lane Staley feeling, like, trapped by fame. Like, everyone's looking at us, and we're in this predicament where we're all battling either, I don't know, drug addiction or whatever kind of problems they had. You know, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe I could yeah. be reading into it too much, but that seems like it could be a, a, a way to go. That seemed like it could have been a thing, like the kid like could have been playing with them. There were also some lyrics, especially on the song Rotten Apple, that made it sound like he was sort of referencing like how young people are when they're like addicted to drugs mm -hmm. like oh, okay. at the time of that. So maybe like the kid looking at, into the jar of flies, like he's waiting to get in. Or something. Yeah. yeah, he's waiting to the, be able to be a the, crazy the other teenager thing I drug taker. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he's waiting for this like thing that's horrible, but he really wants, you know, he's going to be trapped in the jar of flies, mm -hmm. like the jar of addiction. Right. right. Where you feel like you're trapped. Yeah. Right. The other thing I noticed was like half the kid's face was obstructed by the jar. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a metaphor for like they're already halfway in. Oh, man. That's something. Maybe it's like a metaphor for like trying to teach parents not to act that kind of way around their kids. Because if you do, they're already halfway in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's, that's a definite possibility. It's just like the album cover and name always kind of caught my eye. So I was kind of wondering what mm -hmm. your take on it was. Yeah. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I never thought too much about it. And that's weird for me because I usually will like take a concept or an album cover and try and figure out what they're going for. I don't know why. For an album that I listened to so much, I don't know why I never thought about that too much. I mean, I thought, I kind of always thought, yeah, Jar of Flies was like, hey, we're trapped in this, you know, problem of ours. But, you know, but I'm glad you guys more or less liked it. Um, I'm glad the first couple albums we've discussed on my end, and it seems like everyone's end, has been um, has been fairly good experiences. Yeah, I would. Say, I almost wish we someone would be like, "God, this album sucked." It'd be a little more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm glad because I'm, this is all about expanding your experience. So I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah, I would say I enjoyed this more than the last album. Yeah, okay. yeah. quite a bit. It's, I mean, it's definitely a more digestible experience just okay. because of how short it is. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Angel Dust dragged a little bit. This mm -hmm. album felt like I was hooked from start to finish. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. All right. So next up is Dominic's choice, which was Mac DeMarco's album two, yeah. um, which isn't which is his first album. Believe it or not. Well, that's, that's just confusing. Of, he released <laughs> he released kind of an album before that. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but he it was kind of an album. It was still like thirty minutes, but I think it counted as an EP. Mm -hmm. um, even though it's just like barely shorter than this album. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think that was technically one. And yeah. This is, this is his second out, like commercial outing. This okay. And this was a lot more successful. Mm -hmm. um, this got a lot of eyes onto him. Yeah. When did this come out? Um, 16? 17? No. 2012. Uh, it came out in like 2012. Oh, oh. What did I think? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, um, so, Dominic, he, what's your experience with this album? And why did you, you know, give us a take on why you recommended it? Yeah, it was actually a lot this year that I came. Well, I knew um, a few songs from it already. Like I've, I had heard them before, like Freaking Out the Neighborhood or Ode to Viceroy. Um, those are very popular songs. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've seen like images from the music video for My Kind of Woman, which is a, if you haven't seen that music video, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, um, I'll talk about the song, but it kind of, because I love the song, but it, um, I'll, it kind of gives the song like a different sort of feel mm -hmm. almost like a more like gross sort of feeling. All of his music videos are weird, but that one is um, really great in my opinion. Mm, okay. Yeah. To check that out. Cool. Um, but yeah. I, um, yeah. So I, I sort of like started listening to the whole album and got like addicted to like a few of the other songs. And um yeah, Mac DeMarco in general, I've been listening to a ton of this year. I was familiar last year with his album, This Old Dog, which I was sort of debating whether to recommend this one or that one, because that one is a lot more sort of conceptual and longer. Mm. Um, 
When did that come out? Like 2017, I think, Mm. or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, He released, yeah, he released his first album, too, in 2012. Then his second album, Salad Days, which is good, but I don't think is as good. And Mm. then he released This Old Dog in 2017. And then he released an album, which I didn't think was that good last year, called Here Comes the Cowboy. Mm-hmm. That almost just kind of boring, in my opinion. Right. He can get like like his worst albums are just like a bit self indulgent, which I think a lot of people might think of this album. Like it, I think my, some people might think it's kind of boring because it's a lot of it's kind of like sleepy and like dreamy right. almost. I didn't find it boring, yeah. but I don't know. That's just I, me. it seemed very modest, mousy to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. I kept feeling like... I mean, certain Modest Mouse, I could kind of see that, but not all of it. Right, right. Every time I listened to it, I I kept feeling like it reminded me of something else. It almost reminds me of certain Cure, believe it or not. Certain certain elements of the Cure. Like, I don't know if this album is more... I don't know what the right word to use is. I don't want to break into what your synopsis was. Do you have more to say about the album? No, I mean... Before I go off? <laughs> I kind of wanted you to... Yeah, I kind of wanted to lead into your, your guys' yeah, thoughts. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. It's got a lot of interesting, usually good, um, vocal inflections. He, he's He's got a weird voice. It's a good voice. Yeah. There are a lot of like influences and things that people compare this to. Bob Dylan is one of them because he's got that kind of like raspy, yeah. sort of stilted sort of thing. Yeah, I see that. He, but he but he can be like really expressive sometimes too. Yeah, I listen to it so much because I mean I didn't actually. I wish I could have gotten more listens in than I mm. actually did. Start to finish, I only listened to it actually twice, but I listened to it a lot in bits and pieces. That's wow. kind of what I do. I work a nine to five job and I got to like, you yeah. know, get it where I can, unfortunately. I look yeah. to it four times. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that it's short because like, like you said before, it's, it's very digestible. It doesn't make you work to enjoy the whole album. And it also kind of leaves you wanting more. Like at the end, I'm like, Oh, that's it. You know, yeah. which is a really yeah. good thing. Like if for an artist to be able to do that to you, that's, that's kind of a good thing. It's almost like a TV show. It's almost like a cliffhanger, Yeah. you know, like, Oh, that was good. I really want to hear more of that, yeah. you know? So that was pretty, you know, I don't know if he meant to do it, but it's kind of ingenious in a way. Yeah. Um, you had a track list up there. Yeah, Cause again, I'm terrible. I need to start writing the track list myself. <laughs> Uh, well, I can remember a lot of it. The what did you ask? What was the name of the last song? Still together. Huh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, it's more of like a mellow sort of folky song. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, one time I was listening to it before bed, and I was good until that song, and I think I fell asleep in the middle to end of that song. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it was kind of like mellowy. You know, if you're if you're already tired, you might fall asleep there and that, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but. That used um, to be kind of my least favorite song on the album. I don't know if it is anymore. It has grown on me a bit. Right. But um, it used to be like, um, like, why did he end the album like this? I'm pretty really sure cool. my favorite song was There Goes the Neighborhood. I think that was a super... Freaking Out the Neighborhood. Freaking Out the Neighbors, I mean. Geez. That's my the neighborhood. favorite, too. Freaking Out the Neighborhood. Okay, yeah. I'll get it right at some point. That's my favorite, too. See, yeah. last week you, last week with your pick, yeah, I had trouble remembering the album title. Um, now you give me an easy album title, I have trouble remembering my favorite song title. So, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's the old man Fre- in me. Freaking Out the Neighborhood is a really good song. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the most interesting, upbeat-ish, like, fun song. Weird, but fun. Yeah. Got weird elements to it, but, I mean, that's always good in my book. See, as long as it's good weird and not weird for the sake of being weird, like some artists tend to be. That yeah. was That was the one that reminded me of Modest Mouse the most. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I can. I didn't yeah, get any I mean, modest mouse, and I don't know why. I mean, they're both like indie, yeah, like music, sort of indie rock, indie pop sort of thing. Maybe yeah. the fact that With, he's got a weird inflection in his voice, like, like yeah. I mean, my, uh, modest mouse. Um, God, I forgot his name. Isaac, Isaac Brock. Isaac Brock has one of the weirdest inflections in his voice ever. Yeah, which is kind of cool. It's unique. I like it usually. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this guy's got kind of an inflection in his voice. It's kind of Dylan-esque, but it's also not. It's also just different. Yeah. It's also its own thing. That's why I found it interesting. Like when I was listening to it the, the second time, second and last time I listened to it from beginning to end, my wife was in the room and I kept telling her, like, this reminds me of something, but I cannot pinpoint it. And then the more I said that, the more I'm like, maybe it actually doesn't. And it's really its own thing. And like I said, it's got elements of different things to me. I know this is going to probably be a, 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 a comparison that might annoy either Dominic or anyone that likes Mike Mac DeMarco, but it reminded me of a weird mix between the cure and like Jack Johnson. Yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Um, I know Jack Johnson's very much more pasty white rock, <laughs> or I guess, you know, very happy go lucky stuff. Usually if I'm remembering correctly, most of Jack Johnson's work. Yeah. But it's very Beatles ish. I found too, like some yeah. of it. Uh, at least, like, later, like, psychedelic Beatles. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The whole thing is kind of, like, psychedelic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what I liked of, about it. Yeah. He's sort of, like, the big four of, like, neo-psychedelic music these days. Okay. Um, but yeah. he's also very folksy. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of different from them a little bit. What I liked about him is, well, what I liked about what his music did to me was... I like the fact that it actually, at one point in the week, it took me down this like rabbit hole where I was looking and actually I wound up listening to some, um, he did, he did like a, um, a one man workshop thing on Sirius XM I found mm-hmm. and I wound up listening to it and it was very interesting. He's yeah. like really talented and actually like a kind of a interesting, funny guy. Cause they kind of interviewed him too at the same time. Yeah. He's very mellow and quiet all the time. Yeah. So is like, there's a lot going on in his mind. Right. Right. So, so I've taken up a lot of time with my review. I want to get Dan's uh, perspective here. What do you, what'd yeah. you think of it, Dan? I, uh, I liked it. It was very, the only complaint I might have with it is I feel like most of the really good songs came in the beginning. Like, yeah. Cooking Up Something Good, I liked. Um, freaking Out the Neighborhood, I liked. Oh, I'm super bad with song names, too. Um, better than me. You did the first two off the top yet. Although we just talked about half, The first half, uh, Ode to Viceroy. Yeah, I liked that song, too. Annie, uh, Dreaming, Annie. Annie was, Annie was weird. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like... It's kind of it kind of like breaks down in the middle. And I think I liked yeah. Now that you're saying that, I think that might have been my second favorite song. Believe it or not, I know you guys are saying it yeah. wasn't yours, but I think that might have been my second favorite song. I, like I really liked Annie. Pretty much every song on this album. I would say, um, in terms of least favorite songs, like either "The Stars Keep on Calling My Name" or "Cheryl," just because oh, I think it yeah, gets a little Cheryl. bit repetitive at that point. Mm-hmm. I like a little Cheryl. bit. I think. Um, I think it's not enough to like, like say like the second half is bad in my opinion or like, no, it's not bad. It gets like worse towards the end, but I would, I could understand somebody thinking it's a bit repetitive mm. and the stars keep on calling my name and Cheryl are two like short songs anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say my favorite is freaking out the neighborhood and my least favorite is Cheryl. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl might've been my least favorite too. I liked everything else. I mean, like I said, Cheryl, if I had to say a least favorite, it was Cheryl. Um, top two was probably Freaking Out the Neighborhood and Annie um, in that order. Everything two, else kind of fell in the middle, like pretty good. My top not, two like, were great. Freaking Out the Neighborhood and Cooking Up Something Good. Cooking Up Something Good was good too, yeah. Ron. Yeah. yeah. That's a really um, good intro song, I think. Yeah. I honestly, my favorite song is probably My Kind of Woman. Mm-hmm. Like that song, honestly, like maybe it takes a while to grow on somebody, but that song is like so lovely in my opinion. Like right. it's one of the, like the lyrics aren't even like the most like deep, like like deeply love infused thing, but it's just like that that chord, like the I can't even like repeat it, mm-hmm. like the doom 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 doom, like it's so like nice. I have to give that another his, listen because maybe it's something song. I kind of passed over. Because sometimes when you're listening to a whole album, your mind fades fades out a little bit. So yeah. you know maybe, and it is kind of towards the end too. Right, right. But um, yeah, like it took a while to grow on me. And this what and that song is very much like loved by all of his fans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, like something, it's not the lyrics themselves. It's kind of all like the way he says them in the chorus and the way it like builds up. Right. The first time I listened to it, like the whole song kind of made me like, whoa. Right. Um, but um, now it's it's like, all right, I kind of know this already. But then when the chorus happens mm-hmm. and he's just like, like almost yelling, but like, like just very passionate. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's just really lovely and nice. I think. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where I'm almost like smiling thinking about it, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that like makes me love an album. Yeah, that's. Um, and the Ode to Viceroy is fucking amazing too. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, um, that's the sort of thing that reminds me of Modest Mouse that they can yell and start like yelling and going into that crazy sort of thing, and then just calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that's cool. That yeah. I mean, me. Modest Mouse in general is kind of influential to indie, like it, when they came out. So it, it could have just been their influence, sort of making waves, and it sort of made its way to Mac DeMarco too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that directly influenced by them at all. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they sort of influenced it in general. Right, they influenced the whole. Like mo, I could see somebody being annoyed genre. by it. Yeah, I could see somebody being annoyed by this album a little bit because. Like the song topics don't really change. A lot of it is either like about his family, about his smoking addiction, mm-hmm. or about some girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like the first song, you know, uh, the first song is kind of about like insinuating that his father like makes meth and sells it. Yeah. Because he, he, the first song, I honestly, Cooking Up Something Good is really great, actually, now that I think about it, because it's like, the first few lines are sort of like enforcing this like stereotypical neighborhood family, Mm -hmm. his mom, you know, in the kitchen, stereotypically like cooking up something good as in food. And his father is like the, the lovable family guy of the town. But then in the second verse, now his father's in the basement cooking up something good. Yeah. I didn't Um, even think about it. And you know what, you know why he's the, the lovable family guy of the town because <laughs> he's he's giving everybody what they want. Right, right. Mm. Huh. Cool. So yeah, I mean, as a as a grade, I would give it probably yeah, probably an A minus. It's it's up there. I um, give it a B. I would look. Yeah, I would. I would definitely dive deeper into not only that album and give it more of a listen. Maybe add some tracks to my own playlist. But I'd like to check out. You know, it makes me want to check out the rest of his stuff. So it's, I might uh, recommend another album of his at some point. Um, okay. I'm cool. certainly adding No Excuses and Freaking Out the Neighborhood to my playlist. Cool. And cool. Um, if I were have to, if I were to have to pick a favorite out of the two, I would pick Jar of Flies. Okay. Just because I feel like it held my attention the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mac DeMarco's album, like I really loved the first bit, but then the second bit sort of faded away for me right yeah um it definitely is like a bit more culturally significant jar of flies mm-hmm. though this album was very influential in like the indie scene right but i think he kind of did more influential stuff with his other albums a bit mm-hmm. maybe if, i don't know i mean i could be wrong about that but um i think it, salad days is more pointed to as like his better like breakout album even though he, this one was very popular yeah mm. but i think that's cited as more influential i mean, even though i like this one a lot more I well, was, let's just all say that i won and that's that's yeah. the main well, i mean i was literally like <laughs> i did not think i would win I, I didn't think i would win because once i listened to mac demarco and liked it so much i didn't think i would win um i thought you guys would find jar of flies while i thought you might like it on some level mm. some songs at least um, I thought you would find it like most people find most Alice in Chains albums, it kind of draggy and depressing. But well, yeah. I think if any Alice in Chains album had a chance of not being that, it was this, and that's why I like it the most because yeah. it's the least draggy and depressing and... of all of their work, I believe. Well, those moments were also like intentionally so, and I was like, yeah, I get the mood it's going for. Yeah, yeah. I was even asking myself if I can make this one a draw. Oh yeah. At one point, because I was like, I like both of these albums a lot, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I have to pick a winner. Is that like a rule? Can I? Not? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind it of wrong? like the fun of the segment. I think. Yeah, well, it, yeah. I mean, if we know that you enjoy both of them kind of similarly, but you kind of yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you had so, to choose. You would choose draw applause, but it was close. You're saying pretty yeah, much. Yeah. If I were to pick one album, I could never hear again. 
Like I, I picked Jar of Flies over it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. What I liked is the two albums I had to listen to with pretty fresh ears. Although I'd heard the Childish Gambino album before. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what kind of makes it. What kind of made me like the Mac DeMarco a little more, and I would rate it a little bit higher because I think, and, and it's not really a fair advantage because it's just circumstance, but. I've heard the Childish Campino one before. I liked it. I knew I liked it going in. I wanted to give it a deeper listen, obviously, because that's what we're here for. Um, Back to Marco, on the other hand, was just like a really nice surprise. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it was yeah. Like I never, I had never heard of him before. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that's the kind of circles Dominic Dom runs in, and as far as like what he listens to is very different from mine. So. It would be obvious that I, you know, it's kind of obvious that I wouldn't know who Mac DeMarco was. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, I think the fact that it was a pleasant surprise and it was as good as it was, you know, made it kind of win over in my head over the Childish Gambino. Although the Childish Gambino album, that album is really good. It's, it's probably, I've heard a lot of his songs. I haven't heard all of his songs, obviously. I haven't heard all of his albums. But I think. If I had to guess, I would say that's that would be my favorite album out of anything he did. Yeah, you know, I'd have to give the al- other albums a listen, and you know, I don't want to say for sure because I haven't listened to all yeah. of his other albums. But I've listened to his other songs off of other albums, and I feel like I don't like them quite as much as everything on Awaken My Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, part of the reason I picked it because I do think it's a very easy album to listen to. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of like kick back. Um, even though there are some, like on Rob, a Robson Girl is one that I didn't mention, where oh, he's yeah. like, his voice is very cracky, mm-hmm. and he does that like sliding thing on the guitar. Right. Um, I just, I love that song. Mm, I, sort of I, love, about I love most song. of the songs on that album. Cool. That, But that like sliding, like a like sort of electric <laughs> thing catches me off guard almost every time. Right. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Um, so does everyone, um, do you have, do you know what album you're recommending this week? Or Yeah. Okay. So do I. So we can do that. I just want to make sure we could do that. Um, so my uh, my album, if you want to write it down, um, it's not hard to remember. Uh, it's one. Of, it's a self-titled album. Uh, it is Candlebox. By Candlebox? Candlebox by Candlebox. Candlebox, I'll give you a quick synopsis, was a band that came out in the 90s. They were sort of considered in the grunge scene, but they were pretty much straight up rock. They had two, at least two songs off of this album that got radio play uh, far behind. And um, uh, what was the other one? Far behind and you. The other song was called You, Um, which got a lot of radio play. Um, Those those songs are decent. They're pretty good. but I wound up buying that album and loving it from actually cover to cover from start to finish. Um, they're admittedly a very white boy self-indulgent. They're admittedly very nineties sound mm-hmm. sort of grunge. Like he's kind of screamy sometimes, but he also vocalizes pretty well sometimes, um, which is kind of what I like. I like a person that can do both. Um, so yeah, so there was, there was that, um, and yeah, I just, it's one, it's an album. What's the funny story that I tell friends of mine sometimes is, and this album came out when I was approximately 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it could have been a few years later. It was, I was somewhere between 18 and 20, let's say. Yeah. Um, it's the only time in my life I ever decided I wanted to join a fan club. I liked it so much. I joined their really? stupid little fan club. which i never did anything with like i i sent a letter back in those days we had these pieces of paper that you put in an envelope and that was a letter no Uh, i have no clue and you put it in a mailbox they called it and it went to an address didn't didn't the dinosaurs carry it over but yeah you you put you 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 taped it onto the dinosaur you put it on so i brought it over to the the mail building Put, yeah. taped it to a little pigeon and flew it. To the- Sometimes you could do it by carrier pigeon. That's a little before my time, not a lot. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so I joined their stupid fan club. I never did anything with it. They sent me something back. I don't know what it was. I got some kind of free 
some kind of pre CD or something like that. I don't know what it was. It was stupid. It was a bad idea. Fan clubs, I think, in my opinion, no offense, are stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. But I liked this album I mean, so much. And there was a thing yeah. on the back of the CD that said, hey, join our fan club. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to join their fan club. <laughs> yeah. So that's my pick Candlebox, self titled album Candlebox. Cool. What so, you got? I have a hip hop album. Oh, gasp. Um, it's a bit timely. Like, um, I think you'll find that even though it came out like five years ago, it um, relates to a lot of current events. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recommended it to you before, and I've said it's one of my favorite albums. I and I think you listened to some of it. Um, it's To Pimp a Butterfly by yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. So that's, I was going to save that. that. I, forget that. I was going to save like my more favorite albums for like later, but I think this one's a bit like timely mm-hmm. um, with all the stuff going on. So, yeah, I'm going to recommend it now. It's very long. Um, How many songs? Like 16, but, um, <laughs> yeah, and okay. it's like 70 minutes, but um, it's a, like a concept album, so. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I mean, it's, Candlebox is a full-length album, so it's probably a decent length, but I don't remember how long it is exactly at all, so yeah, it might not be quite that long, but it's probably close. So oh, we're doing full length albums here, obviously. So yeah, this week we'll start a couple of length albums and not the EPs cool. or almost EPs. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll have to listen to those too. And uh, when when's my next pick? Like two weeks from now? Or yeah, I would say like it's like yeah, like it. we're we're gonna do this episode and then the next episode and then the episode after that you'll get epic. Okay, how about that? Oh, I right. I already know what it is, but I'm gonna have to wait <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Hey, this was fun. Um, I think we all got a little something at the very least out of the out of the music we listened to this week, and that's what we're here for. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you maybe take a listen to these albums and make your own opinions. Um, and I think starting next week, I'm gonna see if we can get some kind of um, email, Facebook, or you know, some kind of social Maybe media platform channel. where we can uh, we can hear your guys' opinions and reviews. These uh, podcasts will um, eventually be um, posted on Spotify, um, Apple Music, and a lot of different uh, platforms where you hear podcasts. So check it out. It'll be Dom and Jimbo's um, album swap. And we hope we thank you for listening. If you did, and we'll see you next week. Later. Bye. Later.